Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and happy July 4th, happy Independence Day to all of you here in the US. Um, As you guys are listening to this, it is definitely um, warming up, right? We are into July now and I think this year's garden might actually be one of the loveliest that I have grown. There are so many plants in bloom right now and the garden is literally buzzing with pollinators. Um, My celery has flowered that was overwintered from last year and it is teeming with dragonflies, bees, wasps, like the good sort of wasps, um, and butterflies, and my leeks from my overwintered leek breeding experiment are all in flower and are humming with bees. It really is lovely to take a walk in the garden uh, with a cup of tea in the early morning at the moment. And uh, for those of you that are part of the um, the Facebook group, you'll see that some of these pictures of things that are flowering for seed saving projects are definitely um, something that I'm sharing right now. Um, I've even got lettuces that are starting to bolt or go go to seed. They're starting to get taller and sending up that central flower stalk. And lettuces are a really easy crop to save seed from because they're self-pollinating. Um, so they are pollinating. Um, really before that flower completely opens up and produces the seed which is great um, especially if you're trying to save a variety so lettuce nice and easy plant to save seed from all right um, I don't want to talk about seed saving in today's episode I actually want to talk about some things to do in the garden in July so some garden chores or some garden tasks that we need to keep in mind um, over this month so number one is to keep harvesting um, as the weather is heating up many plants are going into production thick and fast so we want to be checking our cucumbers beans zucchini eggplants as well as fruits like strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, blackcurrant, gooseberries and golgi berries or wolfberries. We want to be checking these daily and harvesting things if they're ripe for the perfect flavor. Things like cucumbers, beans, zucchini and eggplant are actually going to produce more flowers and fruits if they're picked regularly too. So that's going to increase your harvest. Number two, um, if you're in a subtropical area like Florida or the Deep South, then later in July, you're going to want to start um, your veggie seeds indoors again and then transplant them out when fall temperatures arrive and start to cool down. Um, If you're in the northern states, then you want to be getting your transplants out ASAP for your fall garden so that they have time to establish before the first fall frost. Um, Don't forget that your cover crops and green manures that are going to sit in the ground over winter you'll want to be planning where those are going to go and start getting the seeds sown pretty soon number three is adding side dressings of compost so that is if you've got compost that is finished you want to add handfuls around the base of your plants and that's going to help feed the soil and the plant as well as acting as a mulch Um, that's what side dressing means is where you just kind of put it around the side of the plant so you're just kind of putting a little handful around the plant Um, if you don't have any compost then you can side dress with a little homemade liquid fertilizer made from comfrey or um, an omri listed so an omri 
listed organic fertilizer um, but you don't want to be putting like handfuls of the stuff like if you're using um, one that you've purchased then definitely take a look at the product label for the best um, amount to be using um, and then just follow up those side dressings um, if you're using your homemade liquid fertilizer or an OMRI listed organic fertilizer um, follow those up with some mulch right and you want to be using materials that are going to break down and feed the soil because mulches that break down they're providing humus they're helping um, you know the soil organisms by retaining water and also nutrients right so some really great mulches are things like straw shredded newspaper leaves i saw in the facebook group there was a lady who was shredding junk mail that's such a great way to use junk mail is using it as mulch for the garden i mean it's coming through the mail anyway right so that's that's pretty neat um step number four or task number four, sorry, is to collect seeds. Um, as you're checking the garden, if you spot ripe seeds, it's a good time to harvest them if they're ripe and ready. The drier, warmer weather of July is really meaning that seeds are going to dry and mature. Um, lots of plants like peas, lettuce, dill and beans are just a few that are um, likely to be drying and uh, you know ready to harvest and you want to be harvesting lettuce when you see the downy fuzz opening and it's starting to look like a dandelion head otherwise they blow away in the wind and then you'll get lettuce kind of self-seeding all over your garden which might be a nice surprise um later on for you but i'm pretty sure that's not what you're wanting from your garden um if you have plants that were overwintered for seed saving like i'm doing with my celery but also plants like kale or cabbage or swiss chard they take another year before they start to uh, produce seed or even carrots um, if you have those plants and uh, they were overwintered then you'll start to see seed pods they're going to be turning golden or a creamy tan and they're going to start to dry out um, especially if you've got brassicas seeds you want to be um, harvesting those before the pods split open because once those pods open up and um, those seeds all shatter and fall to the ground and you're never going to get them up again and then you're going to have a lot of um you know those seedlings popping up in that area so try and get them before um they split open uh, task number five is expand your garden so if you've been well and truly bitten by the gardening bug in your victory garden or your um, backyard homestead garden then now is a really good time to expand your growing space and here's why because you can solarize the soil by uh, watering the area and then spreading a clear plastic sheet over the area of your new garden bed and then you want to weigh that sheet down so it doesn't blow away and leave it for six weeks okay this is called solarizing the soil and what it does is the clear plastic acts like a greenhouse and it heats up that ground really fast in the middle of summer i don't know if you've ever been in a greenhouse in the middle of summer but it is hot in there and what this does is because that temperature is ramping up in the soil it's going to kill off the weeds it's going to kill off some pathogens in the soil notice that i said some it's not going to kill them all off um but some it all uh knock back and pathogens are those bad microorganisms which because uh, which cause diseases in your plants and there's a lot of soil borne um diseases um that hang around and they hang around for a long time so solarizing the soil can help um keep those pathogens those bad microorganisms in check as well as getting rid 
rid of the weeds and then once everything's kind of um, all broken down after six weeks you can then you know look to using like a lasagna garden or a sheet mulch technique to build your garden on top um, or you can go straight ahead to um, the series that we did about intensive gardening techniques and look to double digging over everything and getting it prepped for a more intensive garden all right number six is checking for pests and diseases you want to be out in your garden and checking regularly for signs of pests getting out of hand um, using a soap spray or a strong jet of water to knock aphids off your brassicas or also anything that's like tender and soft parts of your plants that's where you'll find aphids clustering together in large numbers um and I mentioned aphids first because they're often one of the easier pests to spot. Um, they're pretty prolific and uh, will grow um, in number pretty rapidly. But they also spread quite a number of diseases like um, mosaic virus, um, some of the bean viruses as well. And um, there's uh, some viruses with beets that they also spread. So checking on your plants and looking under leaves and around where the new growth is, that's where you're more likely to see aphids. And if you see a bunch of them there and you're not seeing any ladybugs kicking about that are going to help tackle those numbers, um, I think lacewings also eat a lot of um, aphids. If you're not seeing those, then definitely look to use like a soap spray um, or anything that is OMRI listed um, and suitable for organic growing, um, that should be good. But uh, just a strong jet of water, like from the hose, is really good to knock a bunch of them off and they don't survive very well uh, after being knocked off the plant. All right, uh, what, el what else is in the garden? Um, if you happen to see things being chewed in large numbers um, and they're caused by caterpillars or hornworms, then you might want to pop on a pair of sturdy gloves and pick off those caterpillars and hornworms from your plants by hand. Um, it's much easier to do that. Also, if you're checking underneath your leaves and you happen to see little yellowish um, egg sacs, then you can just kind of squish those and uh, that should take care of the problem. But tackling your pest problems early is going to solve so many of the problems later on and really just getting out in the garden and seeing what's going on is one of the best techniques that you have because as soon as you see a problem you can start to tackle it it's also a good idea to kind of make a note in your garden journal of things like this like when you start to see pests and diseases so you can start to see if there's a trend in your garden of when pests tend to descend towards the end of July and the beginning of August for example I know that's when they're called Mormon crickets but there are these like big old ugly um, crickets that just chew the crap out of everything in the garden but that's when I know that they're due to be descending into my garden is then so I can be extra vigilant during those times. If your plants are showing signs of diseases, however, um, then we want to be putting some mulch around the base of the plants um, to help protect from splashback from the soil. And we want to also be removing those um, leaves which have been affected and throw them into the rubbish or into the garbage. You don't want to be putting those into your compost heap. Remember those soil-borne pathogens I was talking about? You don't want to be spreading them in your compost later. So pull those plants which are working 
less affected and throw them into the trash. You want to be giving your plants space and airflow to help reduce um, some of the disease spread. And if you can, stop overhead watering because that's going to um, proliferate the situation. So it's going to make it spread and a lot worse. Um, you want to be watering the base of your plants to reduce the spread of disease and water gently um, if you can. You don't want things to be like splashing up onto the leaves. Uh, task number seven is to hill up around potatoes and carrots. So you want to be drawing soil up onto the hill to help protect them from light and stop them going green. Uh, task number eight is to weave in beans and tomatoes along a trellis or stake them if they're getting a bit unruly. This also helps to keep them off the ground and help reduce disease. And last but by no means least is to water your plants deeply. With the weather being hot, your plants are going to lose moisture. You want to be watering close to their roots and water deeply for at least once a week. So a deep watering, which is a slow, long watering, is going to encourage roots to grow longer and grow down into the soil rather than growing up top near the soil level, which is what happens if you have shallow, frequent waterings as you get all the roots up near the top of the soil. And as the soil starts to kind of erode or the mulch disappears a bit, you see all these little roots that appear and then your plants get super stressed out. So if you're in a drier climate, you are definitely going to need more frequent deep watering. Um, and don't forget to add a couple of inches of mulch that are going to help retain that water in the soil where your plants can use it but also protect those roots that may be, um, you know, climbing towards the surface rather than going down to get the water. And that's it for this episode. I hope you guys have a wonderful 4th of July and I hope that your garden is looking beautiful. Share some pictures of how your garden is growing on the Facebook group. I would love to see how your garden grows. And until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I will see you all next week.